0: of Nigeria Daily, I am Martiya Umar. Genital infections like urinary tract infections, toilet infections, and sexually transmitted infections are gaining importance at present due to the rapid spread, high cost of treatment, and the increased risk of transmission. Many patients of genital infections and STDs are seeking help from alternative system of treatments such as herbal concoctions of different names and origin, instead of undergoing proper diagnosis before treatment by a medical practitioner. Some of these treatments involve mixing ginger, onion, cloves and garlic together to drink or use for genital steaming. But why do people prefer to go for herbal concoctions to treat toilet infections or sexually transmitted disease? We put the question out and these are some of the reactions.
1: Yes, I would prefer using a herbal remedy or concussion to treat a toilet infection or sexually transmitted infection, provided it is something that was homemade. Because if it is homemade, I believe it is sufficient to solve that purpose. But usually when you buy it from the public or in a transport, you come to discover that Inasmuch as as it's very expensive, it does not sufficiently do what it is meant to do. So the dosage given is usually not enough. Thus, if it's opting for the latter, I will not prefer it. But if it is homemade remedy, whereby I have some of my traditional elders, who have the knowledge of the herbs required then we have to prepare it then i think it's a better option
0: my name is mary about the use of herbal medicine meal oh, i like to use herbal medicine because it's close to me and uh, like woman will say, uh, at disposal huh? okay so when these things are close to you some of them are cheap you can use them maybe it's temporary uh, disappearing. Or maybe it's uh, permanently gone. As far as you don't feel it again, talk. we just say that it's gone.
2: Well, I have never used any of them for the treatment of such diseases. But if such things should occur to me, honestly, I would prefer the real medicine, real medication that is pharmaceuticals. Because the reason is that these medications have undergone real research before they are being used. The Harvard one, I think, to me, I think they always um, try and error. They will try this, and it will not work. They will try this, and it will not work. There is no any research on it, unless somebody uses it and it works. That's when he, he will say he preferred it, and maybe he will now tell other people that he has done this and that, and it has worked. But the one, the medication, the real medication, they have already undergone research in the laboratories, so I think I would prefer the real medication more than the herbal.
0: Those were the voices of some Nigerians mentioning why they prefer the use of herbal concoctions to visiting a medical practitioner for help. How effective are the claims about these herbal medicines? Lilian Ogazi speaks with a herbalist, Dr. Saliu Ibrahim is a senior lecturer department of biochemistry federal university dutse is also deputy director research and publication of the university
3: um, actually there is no way you can just uh, by looking at a hub and decide that this hub works or not mostly hubs are known to work when you subject them to a trial so like most people like uh, they used to try it on other people over time they come to understand that when you take a particular herb, there is particular changes that uh, brings to human body. But when you go back into the clinical terms, any herbs must be taken to the laboratory, must be subjected to the standard scientific principles to determine safety efficacy. Why determine safety? is to protect the people who are going to take that herbs from unwanted complications and also the efficacy determine the dosage at what dose would that medication works. But by mere looking on a hub just like that, you cannot determine whether this hub will work or it will not work. Definitely, it has to be subjected to the scientific investigation or it has to be clinically tried in the case of conventional medication. Even the local people that uses it, it's because over time, they come to understand taking particular hub tends to bring a particular effect in humans so they begin to identify that particular effect and pointed that whenever you fill this we take that half it will bring that uh, particular effect
4: okay so you're saying that these herbs undergo lab tests before they are being dispensated and given out to the public
3: exactly that's how it's supposed to be
4: okay that's, you know like that's, that's, that's how, how it's how supposed, it's supposed to, be.
3: to be exactly you can't just go and pluck a herb from a tree and just come and administer it to people because herbs are not medicine Herbs, literally, you can call them the drug, And whatever gets into the human system, it changes the physiology and altered the function of the entire human body. Some herbs can increase heartbeat. Some herbs can even decrease blood glucose, which can lead to even hypoglycemia and coma and death. So there are a lot of things that these herbs cause. So the thing is that before any herb is taken, that herb must be tried, must be evaluated safety and for e- efficacy and also to determine at what particular dose that have will not cause damage to the human body and at the same time will work and bring about a solution.
4: You've said most of them could cause different kind of variety of after effects rather, I'll put that now. So a group of doctors came out to say most people rather use herbs to treat infections, toilet infections. Now let's talk about attitudes of people towards herbs. Would you say people abuse herbs? hence leading to certain complications
3: um actually there is a report by the world health organization that says that almost 80 percent of africans depend on traditional medicine for their own health medication and the reason could be simple because when you look at africa like uh, the healthcare facilities do not reach uh, nook and crannies of most villages. So most people when they find themselves in those villages they have to rely on the traditional medicinal practitioners for their own um, education and secondly um, is accessibility. Sometimes before they go to cities and even because of the economic hardship some the transport fare they could use to go to the hospital they would rather use it to buy uh, traditional medication uh, very close to them. So. It's very accessible. At the same time, they tend to be cheaper than the conventional medication. And another factor is that, you know, even the conventional medication, they got their roots from the herbal medication. When you look into a herbal medicine, mostly they are a cocktail of many herbs put into one form. So when you look into that co- there are a lot of phytoactive substances for example like tannins anthraquinones phenols ellagins and so many so you tend to find out that when you have a cocktail of herbs inside them you can have a particular phytoactive compound that specifically target maybe the bacteria or the microorganism that causes the infection at the same time you can have another phytoactive substances that goes and boost the immune system and at the same time maybe that have contains other phytoactive metabolites, such as stress elements, some even vitamins that will help and support the body in discharging its own duties. At the same time, our uh, unconventional medication, it differs from herbs because most of the times we have a single lead compound. Like out of those cocktails, we identify one, we studied it, extracted it, and even synthesized it, make it into a normal structure and form a particular drug. Okay. So in herbs, you have cocktail. In those ones, you have a single compound purified through target specific microorganism or a group of microorganisms
4: okay so with this you said now i think you successfully sold me to buy herbal medicine but then again now you're trying to push for herbal medicine saying they work since they are it's a cocktail of so many other components they work better
3: yes but that nevertheless don't forget just because herbs work that doesn't mean anybody could go and take herbs and start selling to people okay because there is issue of toxicity Most of these herbs are very toxic when they are not properly evaluated, when they are not studied. So you expose the people who take these herbs to the dangerous and deleterious effect of these herbs. So the thing is like before even the herbalists start selling their medication, they have to evaluate the toxicity. These herbs, are they safe for human consumption? And even if they are safe, for how long can a human take it? And what class of people could take it? Pregnant women, women breastfeeding. What about people who have some certain types of diseases like hypertension, like blood pressure, and and, and similar diseases? Because herbs are not meant for all types of diseases. Some in trying to cure it, they may end up exacerbating a particular disease will, which will put the, the patient at the danger of developing complications. So they must be evaluated and even people that text herbs, they must ensure that they buy herbs from genuine and licensed herbalists.
0: That was Dr. Salim Ibrahim Ismail, a Deputy Director, Research and Publication, Federal University Dutte. We will go on a quick break. We will be back. Do stay with us.
4: Daily Trust and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Daily Trust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Spotify and TuneIn Radio.
0: Welcome back. This is your Nigeria Daily And in this episode, we're discussing the dangers of using herbal concoction in treating genital infections and STDs. Gynecologists have warned that the use of these concussions was not the best form of treating infections. What are the reasons? I put this question to a gynecologist, Henry Wandu.
5: The genital tract infection can exist in various forms. We have bacteria you have viral infections as well as para- other parasites that can cause genital tract infection and all these are a huge cause of serious morbidities and mortality to the woman that uh, develops any of these infections now use of herbal concoction concussion in the treatment of these infections can either delay the proper treatment or allow the onset of complications from these infections that otherwise would have been treated without any serious uh, consequences. Now, the result is that the patient, some sort of these people at the end of the day develop complications that they now suffer for the rest of their life. Some of them end up with uh, problems with fertility. So it is not advisable to use herbal concussions for so many reasons.
0: Okay, now, uh, some of these herbal medicine dealers, let's say, uh, that sell this concussion, have NAVDAC approved. Some will tell you that they can literally cure any of these infections. And uh, some have attested that some of this treatment have worked for them. Uh, How can we correlate the two of them? Like a gynecologist asking that we shouldn't use herbal concussion, and some people, it has really worked for them. Can we say that they are doing something uh, good there or they should be cautious about everything?
5: Definitely there is need for serious caution. There are different pathogens that causes infection. You cannot use what you use for bacterial infections for viral infection. Neither can you use what will work for viral infections for yeast infections, that is fungal infection, do you understand? So telling you that you have one particular treatment that cures all different types of pathogens is almost unbelievable unbelievable in the sense that the mechanism of action and whatever that is responsible for the treatment there may not actually be the same. Some of these traditional medicine dealers or some of our traditional medicine practitioners that claim to have cure for some of these infections go ahead to use the normal treatment, go ahead to buy some drugs that have been known to cure general genital tract infections. For instance, a very good, a very common genital tract infection is Candida albicans. Candida albicans is a yeast infection that causes toilet infection, you can acquire from public toilets and uh, especially in boarding facilities or crowded environments. And they know the medicines that uh, can be used for this local topical medicines can be used for this particular organism so some of them go a long way to grind these medications you know mix it with their harbor concussions and apply it which will have a very good effect in quite a large number of women but you know it doesn't mean that it is is encouraged because there are a lot of people that may have serious infections that would have been treated at early stage if it was detected early would are delayed and then before you meet them, complications have already setting. At the end of the day, it does not pay anybody to resort into this type of uh, unclassified and unscientifically proven method of treating the genital tract infection.
0: As a gynecologist, what would you advise men and women? Uh, how would you advise them to take care of themselves, um, personal hygiene, basically, to avoid yes. some of these infections?
5: Yes. Prevention, they say, is better than cure. You know, very good, important me- uh, measure or one of the mo- most important steps in preventing genital tract infection is pers- good personal and environmental hygiene. Good personal hygiene, of course, you know what it means. Take your bath regularly, check, change your panties, do not wear tight-fitting pants and ensure that, you know, your environment is neat in, in terms of your bedding, the water you use and stuff like that. That's one. Secondly, avoid harmful practices. Harmful practices, that can affect you negatively, especially when it comes to your reproductive tract. One of them is douching. Some people use a lot of chemicals, irritants, soaps, detergents, even even herbal, herbal medications to clean the genital tract, thinking that it will make them more cleaner or more hygienic. Not knowing that they are affecting the balance in the microorganisms that that lives and maintain the genital tract. So such practices can either increase the the growth or reduce their growth, leaving other organisms that are not supposed to be there to now come and colonize the environment and now cause genital tract infections. Other ones is the use of unrecommended medications, you understand, like abuse of antibiotics, or so many other drugs that can lower one's immunity and allow other conditions or genital tract conditions to develop. For those that develop signs and symptoms that suggest the genital tract infection, you see the doctor immediately for proper evaluation and management. For instance, if you notice you are having abnormal excessive vaginal discharge, or you notice genital tract itching, or even vaginal bleeding, all these are a very early warning signs of genital tract infection, but you see their doctor immediately for proper evaluation and treatment.
0: That was Henry Wandu, a gynecologist, speaking about the dangers of the use of herbal concoctions in treating infections. Getting the right diagnosis is a key aspect of healthcare and it provides explanation for patients' health problems and informs subsequent healthcare decisions. Remember, good health is not something we can buy. However, it can be an extremely valuable savings account. With that, we've come to the end of today's episode of Nigeria Daily. We appreciate everyone who contributed to the show in one way or the other. We say thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production and it's open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on buzzsprout.com. You can also listen on Spotify, google podcast and TuneIn radio you can drop your comments on our social media platforms on twitter and instagram at daily on trust and on facebook at daily trust thanks for your time i am martiya Omar. bye for now